0: Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hi, Shalene. How are you today?
1: I am doing amazing. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good.
0: I'm excited to chat with you and to learn more about this amazing initiative that you have happening in the world. But before we get started, Mm. can you please let the
1: Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Shaleen Knight. I am in Vancouver BC Canada I do so many things <laughs> I'm a writer I'm an editor I recently started my own literary studio Breathing Space Creative and I love focusing on the idea of creating a healthy sustainable creative practice so that's the the majority uh, of my work I also do a lot of freelance editing and Poetry is my foundation and my first love. Tell us a
0: little bit about Breathing Space Creative. I was immediately captivated when I got an email from you and I saw your, your links and I always click through people's links when mm. I get emails and I came to your beautiful website and I am just enamored by what you've created. So can you share a little bit with us about Breathing Space Creative and why you decided to start this
1: literary studio? Yes, definitely. I think the idea for the studio started through my my work as an author, you know, touring and talking about my work. Um, I wrote a memoir called Dear Current Occupant in 2018, kind of, you know, documenting my childhood. And I used a lot of poetry and I used essays, but Having to speak about these traumatic experiences and not really having support around those kinds of conversations was kind of what sparked the idea for Breathing Space Creative. And I started to think okay, you know, being in the publishing industry is amazing, it's fantastic, but there's something missing. There's this idea of being able to create in a way that makes you feel safe and supported and also being able to talk about your writing in a way that makes you feel safe and supported. So I sat down with a friend of mine who does some graphic design and I was just telling her about my idea. And hours later, she's like, how can I help you build this? Like, it just sounds like you're so excited about it. And so we did some visioning together. We did a lot of word exercises. And at the end of the day, she's like, you're using the word breathing a lot. And you're talking about space and room and having community And so after our first conversation or our first few conversations, we came to Breathing Space Creative. And it was just like, oh, like I felt it in my gut and in my heart. And I'm like, this is the name. I know what I want to do. I want to work with writers and people in publishing and just help them have, you know, this healthy, healthy relationship with their writing. And I've heard so many horror stories, you know, about people writing their first book and going out on tour and, and talking about it and then saying, I'm never doing this again. Mm. And that is heartbreaking, you know, to just cut off your writing and the publishing side of it just because of this lack of support. So I guess long story short, I want to support writers and, and help them figure out how to build a practice that makes sense for them.
0: Hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit about why clients have said to you or people in your community have said to you I'm never doing this again because I think there's so many people who want to be in this work be it professionally or even just mm-hmm. creatively and they feel intimidated or they feel nervous or unsupported, like all these things, right, that we can go through in this work of writing. Can you share a little bit why folks have come to you with that and what your nudge is or your supportive words are to them
1: to encourage them to keep pressing forward? Yeah, and I think really just figuring out what your intentional entry point into this work is, like, I work with writers who have no desire at all to publish. They just want to write, and they want to make it a part of their everyday life, but they struggle to make time, or, you know, life gets in the way. So, I think people come to me because they see that I do so much. Like, I've got pretty much a full-time job working as a literary agent, uh, working on book number four. I'm an editor. I teach, you know, poetry as well. And they're like, how are you doing this? And how are you not like falling to the floor? Mm. And I'm like, I only make space in my life now for the things that nourish, right? And I protect my writing time. Uh, I have conversations with the people in my house and my family and my son. And I say, listen, this one or two hours I need to spend on this, right? So I kind of create a really soft structure for myself and I communicate that all the time. So I think people see that and they want to find something that also works for them. But then I also have writers who are so dead set on publishing and the Canadian publishing industry is, is tough. It's really hard to break in and to find what that entry point is. And so because I've got this interesting vantage point and you know a, a gatekeeping position as a Black woman in Canadian publishing... I have the ability to see all of these different inner workings. And so I think if I can extract that and take that and offer the people I work with the transparency around, you know, how to get excited about publishing and why we are trying to do this work and and trying to make some change uh, from within the industry. I think that also excites people that, you know, there's hope, you know, you're getting rejection. And this is something that I talk a lot about is rejection. Like how do we figure out, how to make this a good thing? How Mm -hmm. do we make this a beautiful thing, right? So I think I have different people coming to me for different reasons. But I mean, the core focus is definitely healthy, sustainable, not giving up, knowing why you write, and why it's a part of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's kind of why people are interested in, in learning more about what I do. You
0: have something on your website that says, I've learned that self-care and wellness are integral components for achieving and maintaining a successful career as an entrepreneur and as an artist. Can you dive deeper into that? Because I agree 150% and I'm also Mm -hmm. super interested in your take on what self-care and wellness
1: looks like both personally and professionally. Yes, I love this. This is something that I've been diving into over the past, I want to say two years where I used to run a nonprofit. So I used to be the managing editor at a literary magazine here in Vancouver. And it was like this go, go, go culture where you show up, you've got to do a hundred things, wear a hundred hats. And I felt like I needed to keep up with everybody else. And so I was burning myself out. I wasn't eating. I was skipping water because I thought, well, you know, that one minute walk to the mm-hmm. sink is going to take away from my work day. But also a lot of that was tied into not feeling like I should have that position. Like I wasn't worthy of it, you know, and a lot of that self-doubt and self-sabotage is what made me think like, I've got to make a change here. So I started to build uh, my own idea of what is self-care? Because I think the word is thrown around quite a bit to the point where it is so general and it is so watered down. And you think, oh, this means let's go to the spa. Well, I don't have money to go to the spa. So like, what is self-care? And for me, that's doing, it's kind of like going back to basics. And if I'm not allowing myself the everyday things that I need to survive, that has to change. So again, that was an emotional kind of revelation to say, I'm depriving myself of everything that I need. And it's right there. The water is there. The food is there. I have access to really good food. Why am I doing this to myself? Mm. And so figuring out like, I've got to change all of these things uh, and also change the work that I'm doing. I'm maybe not in the best position. I need to find something that works for me and allows for the space for me to do all the creative things I want to do and all the professional things I want to do, but also allow for the change in the publishing industry that I want to see happen. So things started to happen there. And I I build self-care in my professional life by being very clear about my boundaries. Mm. And so in publishing, like I said, it's kind of go, go, go. But I said, I'm not gonna let what happened to me uh, a few years ago happen again. And so I'm very open with the people that I work with in terms of the literary agent side. And I say, you know, I can't attend this meeting. I might not have my camera on. I might be taking a half day. So I'm very intentional about the work I'm going to do and communicating that. And also meeting myself where I'm at every day. There's some days where I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so you know what? I'm just gonna let everyone know. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna cancel my meetings. I am going to do some reflection work, but I I also talk a lot about, you know, the reason for that and what the outcome is. And so if I'm taking care of myself in this way, Mm -hmm. how will the people I work with benefit? They're Mm -hmm. gonna get the best of me. They are going to get the best Shaleen possible every day. And that's what I want. I don't want that burnt out, rushed chalene showing up to the table and i've got this whiteboard in front of me and every day i write down my intention i used to use it for a to-do list and now it just says slow down Mm. so my monday intention is just to slow down so all the work i have on my docket i'm gonna take it slowly and if i don't finish it that's okay
0: are speaking my language when did you fall in love with words oh
1: well that's a big question I would say I was probably six or seven years old and I would use books and reading and story as an escape initially but then I realized like there's so much more out there right so just being able to tell story with words, be able to communicate, essentially, I was such a a shy little girl, I wouldn't talk to anyone, I would just kind of just sit there and read my books. And so when I started to write, that was kind of my um, way of pulling back the curtain, and letting people in and and saying, hey, I actually have something to say, but this is the only way I can do it right now.
0: When did you learn that you wanted to be in the career of words for your community, because that's what you're doing in this work. So I'd love to hear more about like when that aha moment was for you. Do you recall it, or did it kind of just flow into your life?
1: Yeah, I think it definitely just flowed in. I think when I was in my 20s, like this is not that long ago, I'm almost 40 now, but I think I realized that there's a space for me to do something really fantastic. And whether that's being an author and sharing my stories or finding a way to validate the writing and the work that other writers do. I think in the industry, we are very critical. Uh, We're looking for perfection all of the time, which is something that kept me out of creative writing for so long because I was so worried. I thought, well, I can't write this perfect essay or I can't you know, shape the perfect narrative art in the story. Maybe I shouldn't be a writer. But when I realized that what makes a writer is the desire to go back and to sculpt and to look at the work that you've created, that is it that is what a writer is. It is not publishing. It is not making a ton of money from your your writing or your books. It is that desire to go back. And so for me, when I realized that, Mm. I'm like, I can do this. I can definitely do this.
0: That's beautiful. That desire to go back, that really stood out to me Mm. just now. So as we wrap up our conversation, please tell us what we can expect From Breathing Space Creative, what we can expect about the launch. I am on the wait list, so I am so Mm -hmm. excited to learn more about what you're doing and learn from you as an author and as a Writing to Heal facilitator. It's just beautiful to know that things and practices and programs like this exist. So Mm -hmm. gratitude to you. And also, where can folks just keep up with what you're doing and dive deeper into their own creative writing process?
1: Yes, I'll be launching a program called the Forever Writers Club. And this is what I'm I'm taking some time to build right now. And essentially, it'll be a community where we can um, work through some mindset work. I provide publishing transparency and support people along that path. We look at, you know, moving the body and all the things that lead to a healthy relationship with our writing. So that will be opening this fall sometime and folks can find me on instagram at bsc literary studio or my personal instagram which is nourishing word and creative.com so my last question is if you were
0: mentoring your younger self what would you teach her or what would you tell her
1: Ooh. I would tell her everything is going to be okay. I would just tell her that. Everything is going to be okay.
0: Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai.